about the archers. I'm Philippa. I'm Lauren. And I'm Katie. And this is a bookish bonus episode because we're here to talk about the book that cannot be named, Lark Rise to Candleford. We're going to get through this somehow. I've got some questions and we're just going to see where it takes us. So my first question is about how you read the book. Were you reading it on the Kindle as an audio book? Well, I have got this beautiful, and it really is beautiful. You've got it too, Philippa. Macmillan's Library Collector's Edition. Ready for the gasp? (gasps) Gold edges. It really is beautiful. Did you reach the end? Philippa, Katie, I did not reach the end. I tried so hard. So, listeners, when Philippa proposed this, if, if you don't know me, I've got a whole entire YouTube channel dedicated to reading. And quite often I have to get certain books read by certain times. And Philippa said to me, Will you have this read by Wednesday when we're recording it? I said, Philippa, of course I will. And I am on page of 670 something. I'm on page 464. So no, I didn't get to the end. Disgraceful. Katie, what about you? Well, I decided to go for a vintage copy. So I got it off a secondhand website and it's been in someone's bath. So uh, it's got stains everywhere. I'm not sure if I had a shorter version or just smaller print because mine was 537 pages. You've tabbed yours. People that are listening to this can't see. Listeners, she's put lots and lots of tabs into this. I love a bit of stationery. So I've gone for little otter tabs because I thought that was kind of countryside. I would agree. But yes, so I read it. I started off reading it and then I panicked because I thought I'm not going to get the time to finish it. So I got the second book. There's three books in the one that we've been reading. So the second book I got as an audio book and listened to it quite fast. But for various reasons (laughs) at the end of that thought, I don't want to waste another audible credit on getting the third book. So then I opted to just sit down and I wasn't allowed to stand up again until I had finished it. To be fair, the beginnings of the second and third book, well, they're just recapping all the stuff that you already know anyway. So you could have skipped that bit. I could have skipped that bit. Okay, let's get into your overall thoughts then. Katie? Well, as I've been reading it, I've been trying to explain it to people. I can't because while there was no plot, it was weird. There was just no plot, but I also couldn't put it down. And it was just like, I'm actually quite enjoying it, but there's nothing. Because people would be like, oh, is it good? What are you reading? What's it about? And I was just like... I don't know. It's about the countryside in the 1880s and 1890s, but I can't tell you any more than that. But I did enjoy it. And I feel like it would have been a good nighttime book if I was Mm. doing a chapter before bed every day. Be quite nice. Send you to sleep. Lauren, what did you think? I think you've been extremely generous. (laughs) I do get what you mean. It says at the top that it's a semi-fictional account of what's going on. And I feel like that lent to there not being much plot because it hovered somewhere between fiction and non-fiction, didn't it? When I thought we'd be hearing about Laura, I was like, great, I can get behind hearing about one particular person and felt like maybe it was going to be a bit coming of agey because the bits that I'd heard being spoken about on the arches, I was like, yeah, I can get into this. But, oh my God, it was hard to keep attention. And I was thinking about the people in the archers who had been reading it. And I was like, would Chelsea really have her attention taken by something like this? I don't think so. Like, it's it's a hard it, to get yourself back into it. Once I was in it and I was reading it, I was like, yeah, 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 this is fine, this is fine. But every time I had to return to it, I was like, oh, God. And I didn't feel like it. But that's not to say it's all bad. I really liked the sort of seasonality of it. I'm very into seasonal parts of books and I loved hearing about the seasons and... 
There was lots of bits in it that reminded me of the archers, words that I hadn't heard outside of the archers, like Rickyard and things like that. So was into it. But overall for me, thumbs down. <laughs> Philippa. Well, as we all, I love the archers. I love the quaintness about it. I grew up in a village in the middle of the countryside. And so there was a lot going for it in this book. And when I sat down and started it, I was like, yes, I am here for this. But I thought it was an introduction and I kept waiting for the story to start. And it felt like it was 700 pages of introduction. And when I've read nonfiction, there's a story to it. Even though it's nonfiction, there is some structure and the story builds. Whereas this, this was my thought for today. It had stories, but it wasn't a story. Oh, mind blown. This is why she's got this podcast. <laughs> it zipped about. Yeah. One minute you're reading something really happy and then she says, oh, but he ended up dying. And then she carries on. Yeah, just... I'd written down the word wafty. Yes. I felt like it sort of wafted from one bit to another bit. And I was like, oh, but I actually do want to hear about Laura and Edmund or stay with the yeah. group of older ladies for a bit. Let me have that. And they would take it away. I think describing it as an introduction, that it really does read like a 700 page introduction. Yeah. Talking about bits and everything and then just like, oh yeah, but they died and <laughs> they moved away. And then talking about something really in detail about their house or what they were wearing or doing. And then it's like, yeah, but they're not here anymore. I was like, well, give me time to grieve. I know what I'm going to get you lot for Christmas because did you know that there's a fourth book? Oh, God. Oh, oh that Heatherly. would be marvellous. There's a book Thank called Heatherly. Thank you so much. And it's still available. Nice. I'm moving, so <laughs> don't post it to me. I am moving house. <laughs> okay, well, in true tradition, faves and flops... Katie, were there any particular faves or flops that you can recall? I think my fave bit, I quite liked all the post office bit. I was enjoying Mm. all the kind of... She was going more into story at that point, I thought, where she was talking about the people that were living with her and the people that were coming into the post office and the people of the village. I felt like that was a little bit where the story got going. And that's something that I probably would have liked a whole book of. I would have quite liked to read about the post office. That was quite cool. I quite liked all of that bit, but that was about it. Any any particular flops with all your tabs that you can recall? Well, yes, none of these are flops. This is the thing, I didn't hate it, and that's why I finished it, I think. I was at my lunch break at work today. I was like, I must finish this book. Do not talk to me. Amazing. <laughs> I managed to get it done. And yeah, I can't put my finger on any flops, I don't think, apart well, from the lack of storyline, which is quite a major one for a book. <laughs> Lauren, what about you? Well, faves, as I said, I love the seasonality of it, but some particular faves, there was a whole chapter which was sort of dedicated to celebrations and I loved reading that. I love anything about Christmas. I'd say 90% of my personality is she loves Christmas. So I liked hearing about that and I liked hearing about Harvest Festival, particularly because that's what's happening in the Archers at the moment and I loved hearing about the food they were cooking for those things and how the day would look and how the men were off work and stuff like that. So I was into that a lot. There was also a chapter, chapter seven, called Callers, which was about sort of travelling salespeople that would come their way through the, the village. And a particular highlight of that was the lavender bark. Do you remember that part? Where there's a woman who's like, oh, and I've got this lavender bark and it smells gorgeous of lavender and it'll keep... I've had this for eight years and it still <laughs> smells of lavender. And I was thinking, lavender bark? Lavender doesn't have bark. And anyway, it turns out she's got some bark. She's dripped a little bit of lavender oil on it. They said she barely even left and it had stopped smelling of lavender. But I quite liked those sort of like little, almost like gossipy little pieces. In terms of flops, much the same as Katie, there's nothing I can grab hold of and be like, oh, I really didn't like this character because 
we never spent enough time with the characters yeah. to, to form an opinion, really. Same as like plot points. I just wanted more of, of one particular person. I would have done I would have done anything to have a li- little bit more with one person. What about you, Philippa? I love the reference to Laura and Edmund wanting to set up home together and eat lots of treacle tart. I was like, yes, I'm in for that. <laughs> that yeah. that sat very well with me. And my favourite bit was the last sentence of the book, which is oh. probably the wrong thing to say. I haven't got say. that far yet. Spoilers. Let me have a look now. Spoiler. I'm, go- I'm going to read it now. But the threads oh, that were to beautiful. bind her to her native county were more enduring than gossamer. They were spun of love and kinship and cherished memories. And that, for me, well, that's that what is the lovely. Archers is. Yeah, I thought that was a love. So I liked the last sentence. I thought that was really good. <laughs> Do you think it was worth the uh, 700 pages to get to that last sentence? Well, I'll never forget reading this. <laughs> that's it's, true. It's memorable. In the Archers, a lot of people have spoken about the killing of the pigs. So when I read the section, I thought, oh, there must be a lot more about the killing of pigs because it was just um, paragraphs. It was over before I knew it. And yeah. it was right near the start. I also thought... Yeah. Oh, they must have kind of read quite a lot of the book. And I think it was page 20 or something. I was like, what? I thought you'd been reading this for ages. <laughs> okay, so we're recording this after the first episode of Lark Rise to Ambridge, but before the second part on Sunday. Have either of you listened to that or have you been very focused on finishing the book? Pure focus, would you say, Katie? Yes, pure focus. <laughs> All the focus. Well, to be fair, I I didn't want to confuse myself and I don't think it would have happened now knowing that there's no plot. For the same reason I didn't listen to it on audio, I didn't want to get myself listening to it when I'd heard parts of it on The Archers. Maybe I was planning on listening to that. I just wanted to stay pure text until it was done. So that's coming for me. I've got it lined up as well. Well, I would say if you get all the best bits of the book and trim it down to one hour or maybe two hours... That's it. It's all you, you don't need to read the book. You just need to listen to Lark Rise to Ambridge. I thought it was beautiful. It's got some music in it. Oh. It's got some more text about the characters in Ambridge as well. I just thought it was beautifully done. And if anyone's thinking, oh, I've listened to Lark Rise to Ambridge. Now I should get Lark Rise to Candleford. I would say you don't need to. You don't need to. Best bits. Don't bother. There's going to be a lot of charity shops filled to the rafters with copies of this book pretty soon. I don't know if I can part with mine, though. It's just so pretty. And when I was holding it, Philippa, did you feel like you were in like an Austin novel or something? Because it's just so cute and little, isn't it? I felt like I was like away in a little nook while... (laughs) <laughs> While Mr. Darcy was giving me longing looks as I sort of tried to busy myself reading, did you? I felt I needed to go to the opticians because the writing was so oh. small. And the pages are so thin. This leads on to my next question. Would you give the book to someone else and recommend they read it? Would you keep it and read again? Or would you recycle? I will definitely keep it, but I'm going to recommend that my mum reads it because I think she will enjoy it at a slower pace and not you have to read it within a week. So I will give it to her, but I will want it back. I do quite like it. I like the little journey we've been on trying to read the book and the link with Ambridge and everything. I'll keep it. I will definitely keep it and I'll have it back. Well, I've said it's a beautiful little copy, isn't it? I've already acted out my my Elizabeth Bennett bit with it and I don't think I can part with it. But yeah, I don't think I'll be rereading it. Now you've said all the wonderful words about the actual Lark Rise to Ambridge episode, I think that's where I'll be going in terms of getting old of me, me Lark Rise fix. So yeah, I'll keep it, but it's just purely aesthetic for me. I'm the same, actually. I wouldn't necessarily recommend it. I'd recommend people listen to Lark Rise to Ambridge. 
but I do want to keep hold of it because now the memories and the exchange of voice messages that we've had this week, the three of (laughs) us, has just been hilarious. So, yes, I've got fond memories of the experience, if not the book, but I can understand why they chose to do this with Ambridge. You know, if someone came up with the idea of let's dramatise it, where would it sit and Radio 4? It naturally leads itself to Ambridge. Absolutely, I agree. I can completely see the link. Just really can't see this taking the attention for such a long time of characters like Jazza, like Chelsea, like Emma even. Like, I just can't see people really linking with it that much. Someone said to you, I've only read a few chapters. I think that's what quite a few people have done. Should I carry on? I would say it's kind of a nice wind-down book. Probably a polite way of saying it. There's lots of other books that I would read during the day, I think. Not for lunch. I would say, however you're feeling about it now, lock in, because that's just, it just stays at that monotonous level of farming for 700 pages. So if you're thinking, yes, I'm absolutely loving this, great, you're going to love the rest of it. If you're thinking, what? Then you're going to feel what about the rest of it? Nothing really changes, does it? There's not like a little plot twist and then we don't know. It's just... The whole way through. And there are other books that that this mention, like Cranford, like Anthony Trollope, that I would say would have much more of the time, but also a story, which is helpful. But anyway, final question. What are you going to read next? What's next on the list? I've got my Adele Parks next because I do love her books. I was halfway through one. I'm trying to remember which one it was and I put it down to read this. (laughs) Can't wait to get it back up. Anything's going to seem fast paced after this. Yeah. I'll be like, whoa! Yeah. Too much plot, too much yeah. plot! <laughs> oh, I can't go. You have to start meditating when you read the next book to try yeah. and calm down. Yeah. Chill out. I'm about to start Johannes Radebe's memoir, Johannes Radebe from Strictly Come Dancing. I'm excited to hear about that. I love Strictly Come Dancing, so anything sort of related to it. But his background is very interesting. He's from a small township in South Africa, and we're going to hear about how he got into dancing in a place which is unusual for dancing to happen. I've gone for something completely different that I would never have thought of reading, but it's in contrast it's a Stephen King book Carrie again plotty plotty and fast paced <laughs> I am loving it there are th- the things are happening there are characters that I can believe in and care about yep. and there's action I'm really enjoying it well we hope that you've enjoyed our little bookish bonus episode I don't know if you had one word to sum up this book what would you say I'd just say different Because it is, it's totally different to anything I've ever read and probably will ever read again. So, yeah, different for me. I think I'd go with repetitive. (laughs) I'd say quaint. No story, but quaint. Oh, that's cute. Yeah. There we go. We will be back on Tuesday night after the episode of The Archers on Tuesday. And it will be all four of us. Quentin will join us. He opted out of this one. He left it to us. But the four of us will be there on (laughs) Tuesday. Well done, Quentin. (laughs) Yes, he knew what he was doing wise man but thanks so much for joining us today and we'll see you again on tuesday so from all of us bye bye Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. 
Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.